This is Akko. And this is Tamo for the Akko and Tamo podcast, a podcast dedicated to parenting where we explore new perspectives and share ideas on how to love yourself, love your partner, and shower your children with love. This is episode 58. And the topic of the day is Three Steps to Better Parenting. And before we get started, please take a quick moment to subscribe to our show. Now, let's get back to our recent happenings. So, recently, my car battery died, and the way we found out was when we were in a rush to go take our kids to school, and the car wouldn't start. Yeah, it's interesting because we were especially working to get you guys out as soon as possible, right? And、yep. I was happy, okay, cool, you're gonna make it on time. And、yeah. then, we were gonna make、right. it earlier. Yeah. And then this happened. But yeah, you had a car jumper battery, so that worked out. Yeah, I have to say that I recommend for everyone. Yeah. If you drive, it's a highly recommend.、Mm-hmm. Just come to our website and check it out. We'll be linking that car. It's like a jumpstart, very small battery that you can use. You don't have to use cables anymore. But before, with jump starting cars, you、oh, would、yeah. have to have someone connect their jumper cables to your car or、mm-hmm. to your battery and then get, do all that. Manual work, but now it's like a really small battery that you connect to your batteries and voila. It starts. Yep. It was so cool and it's so fast and highly recommend it. We'll go ahead and link it for you guys. Yeah, every car should definitely have one. Absolutely.、Yep. Even if it's new, because you just never know what could happen. Your kids can be playing inside your car. Exactly. That is exactly what happened. Yeah,、too. leaving the, the lights on. And that's happened to me. Just, yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably like three days before this happened.、Um, Our kids left the headlights on、mm-hmm. in my car. I tried to start it. Nope, nothing. And it was a battery. So, yeah. Highly recommend it. For all parents that yes, drive. For all parents, exactly. <laughs>、yeah. So, let's get back to the topic of the day. So, three steps to better parenting. Yeah, let's talk about improving our parenting. Now, I like to consider this as like a Kaizen principle. Kaizen means、uh, continual improvement. It's a Japanese word that came mainly from the automotive industry when they were really booming back in the day. And the Kaizen principle of continual improvement, using that idea into parenting. So, parenting is complex and a challenging journey for all of us. And requires us to constantly adapt and evolve as our children grow and develop. As parents, we're striving to make decisions and take actions that result in positive change for our children. And for context, Akko and I are parents to two children. One is almost four years old, and another just turned two. And we want to share that because what we are saying may be more contextual to this age group, whereas maybe for you, your children are older or maybe even younger. And you might want to take what we're sharing as more of a big picture idea of the three steps in order to improve as a parent. So sometimes our best intentions can lead to unforeseen and undesirable outcomes. It is important for us as parents to be self reflective and teachable in these situations and to admit when our methods. Have not worked. This can be a difficult realization as we want to believe that we're always doing the best we can for our children. And yet, it is this self awareness and willingness to learn that sets us on the path towards continuous improvement as parents. And when we establish rules and behavior patterns for our children, we expect them to respond in a certain way, right? But as all children are unique, sometimes our expectations do not align with reality. And this is Where we need to be mindful and open to the situation and to understand what is really happening to make changes to our parenting style. And so I wanna break it down into three simple steps. Number one is awareness, number two is admitting when things are not working, and then number three is making changes. 
And so number one, awareness. We want to become aware of the issue and understanding what is really happening. And then number two, again, is admitting when things are not working and being open-minded and self-reflective enough to admit that the current parenting method has not worked. And then number three would be making changes. Making changes to our own parenting style and continually making adjustments as we improve as parents. So we want to share our personal experience in this three-step format. So first, yes. So awareness stage. So recently, we were getting frustrated as parents, and our children were not listening to us, and repeating things didn't help at all. At the awareness stage. In this specific situation for us, we became aware because we were getting frustrated. Something was just not feeling right. So we had awareness that we were frustrated and things just didn't feel right. And that's why we were able to go kind of self-reflection on what, what was happening. Mm-hmm. And we would reflect to each other, talk to each other about the frustration and kind of try to figure out what the issue was. Yeah, exactly. So try to get to the root cause and see if it was our energy, if it was something else. And really try to figure out what was going on. Yep. And then by talking to each other, feeling this frustration, we went into step number two, which is admitting when things were not working. So the things that we were doing was not working. And so one concrete thing that we got was a warning from the school because our son's behavior with the pushing was not resolving. And so they were just letting us know and giving us a warning like, hey, please do something about it. And so at this point, What we did was we admitted that things were not working. There was something off. We're getting frustrated. We were repeating things multiple times without change. It just wasn't working. And then getting the unfortunate confirmation at school. Hey, your son is pushing other children at school. This has to be resolved. We admitted that things were not working. And this part was actually... The difficult part, it hurt us as parents. Oh yeah, because we're trying so hard to be that, that better parent for our children. And we read all these books, research, and that wasn't working. Right. So we just sat together, discussed it, and we helped each other process this. And Absolutely. then little by little, we went into step number three, which is... Which is making changes. So we researched, asked other parents what had worked for them in similar situations. And after some contemplation, an insight came up. And that insight was to tighten the boundaries a little bit more and implement a zero tolerance policy. Now, for younger children, I know that is difficult, but with hitting or pushing or throwing, it was a zero tolerance policy. So we became more strict, but strict doesn't mean like anger or frustration. Instead, it just meant that we follow through consistently with the rules that we had set and with the rules that we had already mentioned to them earlier on so that everything was clear. The kids were on the same page as far as understanding what we were expecting. And yeah, when it comes to tightening the boundaries, it's pretty much more in lines with, for example, maybe we'd say something one, two, three, four, five, six times, seven times, they're not listening. And when the boundaries are tightened, maybe it might be two times. And then we take action in terms of if they're doing something that is not safe for them, we would physically remove them from the safety hazard. So that's why in this case, some things became zero tolerance policy. And maybe Akko, you can explain what that means. Yeah, so zero tolerance pretty much means there really isn't a warning because we had already told our son ahead of time or even our daughter because we want to make sure that the same rules apply to both of them. So if there's any pushing that I see, even if it's light, then we would have to both go. I would take him to the bleachers or wherever. If it's at home, it's actually at the edge of the bed. And I sit with him. And if it's at the park or whatnot, 
then it's at a bench and I just talk to him and I say okay empathize with him how were you feeling or you seem to be upset were you upset you got a little handsy with that kid and remind him you have to keep your hands to yourself and just talk to him and just go over it I'm not getting mad at him at all I'm just literally talking to him as though I'm just talking to you guys right now and just use less words as possible because I know the more words that that comes out of my mouth is just gonna go over his head so I try to simplify everything and say it in more simple terms say that hitting is not good and this is why we're sitting on the bench and we put our foreheads together and we take deep breaths so I can co-regulate with him I could assist him a little bit better and then we just sit there for just a little bit and then he goes back into the playground or you know wherever whatever he was continuing to do and this is not to shame him or guilt him in any way it's really just to give him a little break the, the break that he needs because maybe he's overly excited or maybe he's overly stimulated so we need to just move him from the situation and that's usually the case he's not maliciously pulling pushing or hitting or doing all those unwanted behaviors on purpose or maliciously but it's more so because he's just overly stimulated and just overly excited and he just doesn't know how to contain it and it comes out physically yeah so again it's not about being a perfect parent but rather it's a commitment to continually making adjustments and improving as parents and this requires us to be flexible and open-minded and always seeking new ways to support and guide our children as they grow and develop and in our case Akko she reached out to her friends reached out to coaches oh yeah uh, teachers just really not only aside from like the research that's done online she actually reached out to other people to share her concerns and see how other people have dealt with this specific issue oh absolutely and yeah I went online I did all the things like they would tell me like oh 12 steps to lessen pushing or hitting or unwanted behavior and I did most of all of it and nothing was working and we get a warning from school and so I'm like all right we gotta buckle down now and obviously I'm not really feeling that good right because I'm like oh my gosh that parent I got a warning oh my gosh I feel like I went to the principal's office I just had that feeling and you're just like oh my god and I was feeling defeated so yeah I reached out to my mom friends that were going to do the same thing the coaches and they were all very supportive and I let them know this is my plan what do you think about it and these are all coaches and parents that are like-minded and so they're all into respectful parenting and conscious parenting and so that was much easier as far as bouncing ideas back and seeing if what we're doing is in line with what we're what we believe yeah and this process of self-reflection and improvement it can be difficult especially because it feels man i failed as a parent man i've been trying so hard and this is what i get type of feeling sometimes but it's all worth it in the long run and we have to say since implementing these mm-hmm. things have gotten a lot smoother yeah absolutely and our kids are like oh yeah they mean business yeah and it's not like we are barking orders at them it's not like that but they actually respect the boundaries a lot more now too and absolutely we've been learning boundaries are a good thing especially for young children we've been seeing that it's really true and they're actually a lot more willing to listen to what we have to say yeah exactly and i have to say it's not like we were just like letting him do what we wanted to do in the past no we still had boundaries it was just a little more flexible it was just a little more loose in the past and we would just say it in different ways give them more choices now it's a little more strict we lay out the rules ahead of time and it and we tell them if you don't follow these simple rules it's not like we give them a lot of rules that's like unheard of simple rules then these are the natural consequences that will happen yep. 
or this is what's going to happen if these things were done. Very simple. Yeah. And when we approach parenting with self-awareness and a willingness to learn and grow ourselves, then we set a stage for a strong, loving, and supporting relationship with our children. And parenting, of course, it's not a one-size-fits-all process. And each individual child themselves are different, right? So there's a lot more adjustments that you have to make and you have to customize it to your child. And so it requires us to be even more adaptable, even more open-minded, and even more self-reflective as we navigate the ups and downs of this journey. And by continually striving to become better parents, I'm sure that will create a better future for our children and for our parent-child relationship. So to summarize the three steps, it's number one, awareness, becoming aware of the issue. Then number two, admitting when things are not working. And number three is making changes. So if you think this episode is helpful for other parents, please share it. And if you haven't, please take a quick moment to subscribe to our show. Now for the question of the day, what methods have you found helpful in becoming more self-reflective and aware as a parent? We'd love to hear from you. Please come say hi by commenting on our website by going to akkoandtamo.com. That's A-K-K-O-A-N-D-T-A-M-O.com and clicking on the podcast tab. We're also on Instagram at akkoandtamo. Come say hi to us there. All right, take care. Bye. Bye.